Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So let me ask you something. Who's, uh, who's driving your boat? Who, who is this, this you that is deciding your life? Who is this you that have come up with these belief systems, these attitudes, these expectations for your life? How do you even pin that down? There's seven billion different human narratives playing out at the same time. And you have yours and I have mine. Who's who's writing that narrative? What what determines your condition? What determines your condition? I want you to think about that for a minute. Tonight we have a <clears throat> excuse me, a delightful episode. Astrology, the Magic Mirror, and our guest tonight is Catherine Merlin. We're going to bring her on in just a minute. But who's this you? Who is this you that's driving the boat? If you think back when you were 10 years old as a a young kid and now you have perhaps your adult legs on. Is there a difference between those two personas of you? Who will you become? What's going to decide your future? How will you age? If if you get a dis Ease. Will it be hereditary? I know that insanity is hereditary. We get it from our children. So the the, the reason I'm bringing this up is at some point. Somewhere along the way, for you to discover, for you to um, experience, for you to trust, for you to have a sense of confidence about your ability to affect your life can be a very powerful experience. It can even shift the narrative for the rest of your life to really come around to own who you are. Where in this persona of you is the commander, the director, the decider? So very often people want to project to someone else their salvation, quote-unquote. Well, when Jesus gets back, he's going to kick sin's ass all the way to hell. 
I'm going to sit around and wait for Jesus, and Jesus will save me. Cool. Bravo. You can have any wish or desire that you want. But tonight we're going to take a look at what I feel like is often misunderstood, and that's the the notion of astrology. Now, I'm let me say right off the top, I'm an um, I am by no means an expert about astrology. But when when Catherine or Kate, as she likes to be called, came along with her book, Astrology: The Magic Mirror. She's got a, a perception of astrology that I think we could all benefit from. And so I'm very delighted, I'm very delighted to have this episode tonight. I think we should get to it because we're going to have plenty enough material. So let's do just that. Again, the topic tonight is astrology. The Magic Mirror, and our guest tonight is Catherine Merlin. Catherine says that what she wants to do with this book is to tell the truth about what, from her perspective, astrology is really about. Each story is a collage of ancestral patterns, past lives, and an indefinable blend of the inner self, inner self, and free will. It's fascinating to see these stories and patterns show themselves in people's astrology charts and how they live them out. Catherine believes that the debilitating idea that the stars beam down on us and determine our fate is one that needs to be totally dispelled. It's kind of the notion of what I was talking about. Having dominion over your life. The, as she says, the planets don't directly affect us. It's a matter of as above, so below. The stars act like a cosmic mirror which helps us to discover what and who we are helps us to discover what and who, who we are. And it's up to us to decide what kind of a story we're going to write. She, uh, Catherine apprenticed with the renowned astrologer Isabel Hickey from Boston. She studied psychology at the Young Foundation in New York and has been practicing astrology for more than 40 years. Please join me in welcoming Catherine to the show. Catherine, we finally got you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Les. That was really a brilliant introduction because you kind of summed up a great deal of what I was trying to express in my book. And I feel that it's something that doesn't seem to be known by most people that they they really believe that that what astrologers believe is that the stars beam down on us and do things to us, the planets, which is an absurd notion. There's no cause and effect 
situation involved, it's all about, and it's a rather abstract concept, but it's the only one one can apply to this. It's it's really about the fact that everything that happens within a minute is related. You can look at one phenomena in that minute and analyze it and find out something about something else in that minute. And so we use the planet's positions in that way at the time of birth. It's 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 really a very I think, again, abstract concept, and yet I think that people need to know that the stars are not doing things to them. And people kind of are drawn to that who want to find excuses and explanations that make them more passive in certain situations rather than realizing that it's all about what they're doing there was an astrologer named Dane Rudyard, a very brilliant man, who wrote a lot of books, and he said it's not the event that happens to the person, it's the person who happens to the event, if 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 you understand what that means. I'm sure you do. So well, I like I like that, but now... Are you going to shatter my ability to blame everything on Mercury being in retrograde? Because I've used that excuse, <laughs> I'm kidding, for a long time. But, you know, you can use that <laughs> reality. You can check in with the planets and say this is happening. But that, it's not as though it, it's happening to you. It's just the energy that you're negotiating I think we're navigating through energy in our personal realities with what we really are. And so who we are determines how we react to that energy. Right. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, well, um, I think it's, I mean, we so rarely have astrology as a topic on the show. I mean, it, it it seems like the location of where you're born and the time you were born on the planet um, picks this chart, this astrological chart or even database, if you will, an incremental um, expression of um, the astrological effects of your life. Mm-hmm. Can you just... Um, if I've if I've never heard of astrology or maybe I even have a galvanized negative view of it, can you give us just an overall view of like the mechanics of astrology, if you would? Sure. We're, we're living in a very we live in a material world and we're born into a body, and we enter time when we're born, and the time is definitely related to where we are because time changes when you're in a different location. So that's what happens. We enter time, and time is a way of reflecting on what we enter into. We can use astrology. is all based on time, minutes, and locations. So it's it's really helping us to pinpoint what we enter into when we're born, what what we're taking on. And as I was trying to explain, we can use the planets 
as mirrors, as reflections, all the energies, they represent all different energies that are interacting and it creates a picture that talks, really. It, 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 it has all kinds of qualities to it that describe actions and talents and innate essences and that's how we enter. And I, I think, now this is just my theory, but I get the impression that we enter into the kind of energy that was around when we left. It's like we come back to this material world and have to cope with what we are. What we created is innate in what we are, if that makes any sense to you. Well, yeah. I mean, so if I'm going to bring it into the practicality of my life now, and uh-huh. if I think of um, astrology as a as a tool to understand, uh, I'm not quite sure what to call it, uh, the intent of my soul, my subconscious programming. In other words, um, for example, in the book, I think you share examples of uh, bringing. Um, past life impressions into this lifetime. If I think of astrology as a way to, um, like you say, look in the mirror and look at some of the mechanics of who I am, kind of the the genre of of my life. How how does astrology afford us insights about the maybe not so obvious aspects or motivations of ourselves? Well, because a lot of time what happens is we have a pattern that we come into that belongs to us, and we behave in a certain fashion that brings about certain effects inevitably. It's just the way the energy works. We could be, for instance... You could have someone who has Saturn square their sun and they're unsure of themselves and they actually kind of shirk responsibility a little at the same time too. And then they they discover that people call them out or look at them in a way that is a little bit uh, negative and then they blame the world. They say, oh, I'm not getting a fair shake. But you can trace it back to something really profound. It's like what Saturn represents is the conscience and structure, and the sun is the ego. And so what's happened is the person is carrying some kind of guilt or sense of inferiority together. And often... It will be that with this configuration, you also see that they had a father who wasn't very responsible. So it's it's a pattern that they can take on and they can say, wait a minute, I'm creating this reality. And so I have the power to do something about it. I can get a different response from the world if I accept that I have to deal with this issue and do something about it. Well, I like that. The, now, 
the, the idea that astrology sets us up for doom and gloom or grace and glory um, is is a bit of a myth in the sense that it, it's like uh, archetypes. Archetypes can have a shadow side where the connotation is a negative experience and then the very same archetype can have a, have a positive side which is considered a positive attribute. When we look at astrology and we look at charts and we look at the, the the underlying narrative, so to speak, it's not really galvanized in a black and white way for us. We have a relationship with that, don't we? Oh, certainly. I mean, it's. I think a chart can show us our our innate abilities and qualities. It's not us. I think we just come through this pattern in this world, but yes, we can definitely discover different facets of all of our energies that we can utilize in different ways. Well, I don't know I like if I that. answered your question. I'm not sure how to apply that to the archetype that you brought up. Well, you know, like if if I have an astrological reading, and I'm told that in the next 17 months something's going to be in retrograde, and therefore I shouldn't do anything. I mean, um, I'm trying to understand the the free will or the the power of creation of of the person, of the persona, the consciousness, and then the uh-huh. Astrological, um, I don't predictions the wrong word. Um, a tendency that a chart might give me for my near future, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, you could you could see a difficult aspect coming up. I mean, I could see one a difficult difficult aspect, and I could explain it to someone. But how they're going to react to that is not something that I can really define. Some people will walk through a difficult time and turn it into something positive. Right. You know, so you can give the idea of the landscape that they're going to be walking through, but that doesn't determine what's going to happen. Right. Well, I mean, um, there's a point in your book. Um, I have your book in my hands. I'm not sure I can find it in the moment, but... Um, you have a client there, and I believe you say something like, um, did your mother burn you? And it was a very kind of specific. Um, it was a shocking experience. I don't. I, I, I was astounded myself, but I just, I looked at this guy's chart, and he had a, a he had a, a very angry, aggressive energy, Mars, in poor relationship to something else. I think it was maybe his moon, and it just came to me because I was feeling what that energy was. And it reflected, obviously, something he was carrying, an angry and disharmonious pattern, but it manifested like that when he was young. I mean, his his, his mother manifested it to him. 
but I don't know how I came up with that. It was just a matter of putting all the bits and pieces together. For for me, it seemed like your relationship with astrology kind of took a shift in that moment where, um, Hmm. from my perspective, it seemed like you saw astrology at a deeper level, a deeper insight. You know, the... We've talked on the show many times about the notion of the soul, before the soul incarnates into physical form, it, it might look at a family dynamic. Uh, you talk about Brian Weiss in your book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, or where the soul looks at the family dynamic and chooses it, even if it's a, a violent household, even though it's a, um, a very challenging situation, but yet it serves the intention of the lifetime of the lessons that the soul intends to learn, or if you don't want to call them lessons, the experiences the soul wants to have. And then to take the notion, um, take a step back and look at the astrology of it, if the soul is choosing the place and the time that the human persona is born, the the navigational chart, if you will, of astrology of that life path has ingrained in it these um, this underlying narrative like you had mentioned with your client that um, you, you had the insight of the, some of the challenges they had in their youth for for us to use astrology to kind of get an insight, a deeper idea of what our soul had intended for our lifetime, this lifetime. If if I've only lived in my ego and I've never been able to harvest uh, some of the intentions of my soul, astrology can be a mechanism to show me uh, some of the experiences or lessons, however you want to see it, that my soul intended for me to go through, and then it gives me a, a deeper understanding of why things have been happening the, the way they have been in my life. I think that's absolutely true, and I, I think most people are not particularly, most people are not terribly open to that approach because they come to an astrologer to find out what's going to happen to them and um to to make to to guide them to really look more deeply into the reality that they are here to grow and learn that that's what it's all about is something of a challenge a great deal of the time for me that's why I wrote this book because I I sort of want to disabuse people of the notion that that they're here to, you know, be acted upon by life. And right. I do believe that we're here to grow and learn. I it just seems it seems if you if you look at life that way it absolutely transforms life into a wonderful adventure. Anything that happens to you can be used to understand yourself better and see how you react and how you rise to the challenge. 
how you react. But I've evolved towards that. I've evolved towards that. And people would come to me, you know, and want me to tell them what they were like and what was going to happen to them. But it began to seem to me that there was a deeper kind of music playing and it all had to do with what needed to be experienced by the, by the soul to come back and really I think we come back to circumstances that existed in in past lives for us to try again and make it work better or to break through traumas and fears and transform it all I I like what you said. Uh, you're saying the the notion. I think I think you hit it on the head when you said that um, people want to know what's going to happen to them. That like astrology, tell me what my future is going to be, and and even just that sentence, tell me what my future is going to be. What a what a disempowering. Thing. Exactly. It's terribly so it's, disempowering. It's, it's awful. Like, I mean, it's not good for people. It's not positive for them Well, to feel that way about life. There's the idea of the gas station psychic, and I, I use that term a little tongue-in-cheek, about some rookie that has no clue whatsoever but is glad to tell you every thought they've ever had in their ego mind, and and like you say, people people want a sense of of knowing what's going to happen to them, and and it, it kind of takes them out of the role of the driver, the director, the creator, the um, and that's what I really liked about your book. It's like. You've got some skin in the game. And, and the monologue I started this show off with is to really draw out of a, of the listener, of all of us really, that inherently what either how we experience something or what we choose to create, those two, those two aspects of ourself can trump any particular negative, like you said, some people will go through a difficult experience and it'll clobber them, and other people will go through it and grow and be very um, glad for the experience. And yet the the experience the, the experience itself is identical. So how do you how do you um, get a client to use astrology like a power tool instead of a I'm incapacitated. Tell me what's going to happen to me. No, I know that's a ch- that's the constant challenge, and I think it it's all related to the way we we see sort of culturally astrology as this fatalistic kind of pseudoscience where the planets are doing things to us. Again, it's just the idea of something doing things to you rather than than the reality that that you have to make your life what you want to make it. And, you know, that's something, that's really why I wrote the book last, because I just wanted to say that 
And I see it over and over again, and I see it in people's charts. I see their repetition patterns that they're stuck in. And I make an effort to try to show them without being confrontational or accusing, but just to say, you're like this, your, your your energy pattern works like this, and it creates this kind of pattern for you. So, for instance, in relationships, women who are have certain kinds of aspects in their charts will tend to have some difficult experiences in love. One being Mars square Saturn, where they get involved with men who are. Not always, because you can't make general rules, but a good deal of the time, the, the men tend to be inadequate in some ways, and they're not good materially. And so the woman has to end up carrying that, what seems like a burden, and, and the, the man doesn't live up to her expectations. But the whole thing is that it's her Mars for Saturn, and she's being challenged by that in order for her to learn to be stronger and more effective. Does that make sense to you? Oh, totally. It, it, every single time we bump up a, against a repetitive pattern of challenge or whatever, it's never the universe that changes to get us through the pattern. It's ourselves. And Yeah. And, you were so polite to say, well, um, some, uh, I'm ad-libbing. You said something like, well, sometimes I want to tell my clients something, but I don't want to piss them off. I mean, if you if if you want to role play, I can be the inert client that, that there's no consequence for. I'm kidding. <laughs> and, and you can um, you can be more blunt with what you're talking about. Now, so there's... There's a, uh, what sign are you? It sounds like a dating app, you know. Um, for myself, I'm Taurus, and there's 12, there's 12 uh, um, signs that all of us are born into. On the, on the surface level, there's some really common attributes, like I'm going to, Taurus, of course, is going to be charming and debonair. And oh, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> um, how, how do we dig deeper to kind of uh, mine or harvest our own astrological information to get those insights? Like the like the woman um, that you just shared an example for. What she's really the lesson she's really there to learn about is about herself. How can we use our birth sign or whatever? Um, how can we mine it diff uh, deeper than just kind of the surface level attributes that are associated with each astrological sign? Well, this is this is a profound question, and the, the thing is, people people like astrology for entertainment. It's it, and it, because it, it actually holds a great deal of truth, and for instance. I'm a Libra, and it, it does describe me, the sign Libra, and yet is that who I am and what I really am? No. It's just, it's a pattern that I'm coming through that I that it's, it's good for me to recognize the qualities that it contains and then to not be owned by them because, in fact, that's not me. It's just a a form 
if that makes sense to you. Well, that's what I was getting at in the beginning monologue. It's like, who's driving the boat? Are we going to surrender the power of our life to my astrological chart or my, you know, I mean, people are kind of, I think, people are kind of weary or perhaps even scared about truly, genuinely taking ownership of their life. It, it, there's some kind of a, even though it's imprisoning, um, to surrender their power and blame it on something. Um, oh, know, so many people do that. So many people do that. And it defeats them. Right. When they do that. So how do people I who see themselves as, as victims. Pardon? How do I use astrology and not let go of the steering wheel to, to completely own my life and yet um, have a deeper understanding of what I'm bumping up against that might not be obvious to my mind? Well, it's, you know, it's, that's why we need a mirror. I mean, we wouldn't know what we looked like if we didn't look in the mirror. So astrology helps us to see that, but that isn't our deeper essence. It's just material reality that we're dealing with, the form that we're in. And the the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts is, is the way I like to look at it. No one's defined by their chart. No one... The, the soul or the individual light within is is just shining through this particular form. That's all, and learning from it, hopefully. You mentioned that people want to be told what their future is. If now, with your very extensive history with astrology. What are some uh, realistic things I can learn from uh, astrology, and what are some um, illusionary or um, detrimental? For example, um, I guess I'm saying the negative side of astrology. Tell me what my future is going to be. So from your perspective, how would I use astrology in a positive way and and then flip it over and show dysfunctional expectations of astrology, if you would? Okay. Um, some people might have a Venus-Neptune aspect, and these people are in love with love, and they're romantic and unrealistic. <clears throat> and so they experience that in the world. However, they're also capable of transcending. The whole challenge of that aspect is to transcend to a higher level of love, which is agape, which is Neptune. So they're they're brought in with this conflict between looking for their soulmate and actually needing to 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 walk down a spiritual path. And as as they can embrace that, then they lose that compulsion to be seeking divinity and unity in the in the i think the the fan, fantasy way that that aspect works through a relationship but until they actually can recognize that 
they are trapped in fantasy. Now, I I didn't exactly answer your question, but I think that's an example of the positive and negative sides of an aspect. So how could I... How could I take inventory of my own life to see if I was actually hung up on my own uh, fantasy of expectation? Well, you would you would know it because these are the people that come to me and they say, "When am I going to meet my soulmate?" I had a seventy-five-year-old woman say that to me with that aspect. It's this fantasy that you're going to be made complete, the Venus Neptune that you're going to find union through another human being, which you can, but not not in that way. You have to find it on a divine level. People like that are being directed towards their, their developing their spirituality. They're just confused. Well, no. so, so who did you write this book for? I mean... Who's who's the target for this book? Well, I don't know. I just wanted to say those things. I I did not feel that it was a commercial book that people would want to read because people want in astrology to read about, you know, what a a planet in a particular sign means and what that's going to, how that's going to affect them and what they're like. And I have delved into that a bit, but I wanted to say, no, wait a minute, you can use astrology as a tool for growth, and it's not about what you think it's about, and in fact, it's brilliantly helpful in terms of gaining insight into how to grow and how to understand yourself, but I I wasn't pitching it, okay, I I just wanted to say that. Well, that's a pretty powerful thing to say, to get a yeah. deeper insight. Yeah, but it's not what people want to hear about astrology. They want to be <laughs> right, right. doing right. that thing. It's fun. I mean, I've done it. It's very enjoyable, and it's fascinating, and astrology works. It's very effective. You can You can gain insight into someone else's, total personality and behavior by examining their chart and and it it just i i just can't get over how revealing it is i have so much um, fun with it when we were talking before the show started you said uh you worked in a library or such with uh astrophysicists and they, and they roll their eyes, so to speak, when you talk about astrology. If I if I have the scientific mind, so to speak, where I want to measure something with a micrometer, how do I how do I break through the stigma, so to speak, that astrology is some kind of a woo-woo thing that can't be measured, can't be quantified? I mean, how do well, I? Well, I find it the scientists. Scientists are not open to the concepts that I offer them because they're caught up in material reality. They, everything has to be on a particular level, cause and effect, and on you know in that realm. 
the the abstract notion that everything that happens within a given moment is related is not one that they normally embrace. So they're not open to it. They they're not, they're not going to become open to it. And I've talked to a lot of scientifically oriented people about it, and they just they're they're wedded to a particular way of, of perceiving of reality. Right. But there is well, no cause and effect situation here. Well, the, um, yeah, I, I can I can see what you're saying. Um, it, but you know, it's it's a curious thing. I I just find that uh, like for myself. Um, up to like 35 years old, I, um, I was work, working in television, and I I hadn't got cracked open by the cosmic two by four, and and I had a mm-hmm. quite a black and white view of life. It was it was kind of the white picket fence or traditional view of life, and then. Mm-hmm. 25 years ago, the cosmic two by four cracks me open, and then more than 10 years ago, I started the show, and boy, we've we've turned over every rock and looked behind every bush about this this human persona, this human experience, this genome, if you will, and fast forward to astrology, it's. I find it very fascinating that um, how much our, our soul um, chose the environment, chose the lessons, chose this narrative, so to speak, of our lives, and yet when we're born, we forget all of that. And we then, forget everything. And then we, we, we come in. It's amazing, isn't it, how we come in open, completely innocent, and we have to learn, relearn what we already know. Well, sure, it's well, it's uh, so much was off my radar, so to speak, as far as a life purpose. I I had no clue what my life was going to end up evolving into, and and that's what I like about uh, this show, this topic, the magic mirror. You're, it, it's almost like you're. You're putting on your soul's perspective. You're putting on the the view or intent of your soul for this lifetime, and you're using astrology to look at the script or the narrative of your life and look at the undercurrent or the not-so-obvious um, motives, because I know I was mm-hmm. clueless to a lot of my motives. Astrology is kind of a... Once you open up to that that soul narrative for your life, astrology helps you interpret it, so you can have a a deeper understanding of your life. And the more you understand your life, the more you can make sense of what is what you bump up against, and and perhaps the lessons there are to learn about that. Yeah, it's it's. I think that's true, and I think you you said it very well. And that you, um, it's, it can be so helpful and enlightening. And I'm obviously crazy about it because <laughs> I've been doing it all my life. 
And I, I mentioned in my book I had a great-great-grandfather who I, I did not know this. I did not know this. I found out about 10 years ago that he he was an astrologer. He was a doctor in New York, but he was an astrologer, and he became quite renowned for that. But I didn't know that. I didn't know it at all. And now I've suddenly received more information about him, and it, the things he believed or professed, I wouldn't say, I don't like the idea of believing. I think it's more of learning and knowing, were quite identical to what I um, think and and have discovered myself. Now, well, that's, that's a whole curious. other subject. Well, now, were Who, you him in a past life? <laughs> no, I don't think I was him. <laughs> I don't think I was him. And so I find it, it piques my interest. I've had a lot of experiences that have connected me with his line, that that ancestral line, that were startling to me. And I I am open to learning. I don't I don't I'm not able to exactly understand how these things work, which isn't such a bad thing. It's it's I think it's dangerous to try to to grab onto something as an explanation. Oh, my God, hold everything with a feather so a, a more, uh, a deeper understanding can replace your current understanding. Amen. It's, the last thing I want to do is think that um, I have the total um, perspective of the mechanics of of this this human genome um, it's so beyond us, you know, we're our limited little minds. We're just getting glimmers of the truth here. Right. And they're wonderfully exciting. Well, I really like your book. I do, I do. And so let's go to the shadow side of astrology. If I go for a reading to find out about the next six months of my life and mm-hmm. um, what I'm looking for here is for you to educate the audience about what a good reading, astrological reading, how I should take that information. So if I go to an astrologer and they look at my chart and they rattle off the next six months, how am I to interpret that? I mean, because some astrologers... Go go for it. Yeah, the the thing is, when I look at a chart and then I I see the the person's pattern, and then I see where the planets currently are and the patterns that are being formed, this is actually very useful information because it helps people to navigate through energy, like energy bundles that that exist in this world. And who they are, of course, will define how they respond to it. But certain things just happen the way they happen because of energy interacting with itself. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, but but, um, how do I... So, so it's energy reacting with itself. But if if I get a reading that says, uh, and I, I'm making this up, Mercury is in retrograde, therefore I should, I mean, can 
kind of break that down for us because not uh, not all the people that give astrological readings know what the hell they're doing, and you have that insight. So tell us a healthy way to interpret the reading and then a dysfunctional way that might uh, give us the wrong interpretation. Okay, you could say Mercury is retrograde, and that there's certain qualities that are attributed to what, when that happens. And there's been studies, some astrologers think, think it's very significant, others don't. And it would probably depend how it affects you or how you deal with it, <clears throat> how your own Mercury is. <clears throat> In other words, if you have a very clear mind and you're the kind of person who can deal with cross signals, you're not going to be phased by it. But if you're worried and you don't trust the way you think and you can get confused, then maybe you'd have to work harder to deal with it. It, 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 whether it's a reality, an external reality, or your inner self, it's really hard to kind of detach those two from each other. But but astrology, when you look at aspects, there are aspects that are going on constantly between the planets and then between our our charts and those planets. And it's fascinating and Still, someone can come under a really difficult aspect and handle it and bring it, turn it into a challenge. All I do is tell them what the energy is like. I say it's just energy. I can't define it. This is what it is, and it could go many different ways depending on how you handle it. Right. Well, now, if if I get an astrological chart for my whole life, kind of a life theme kind of astrological reading. How does that work um, in relationship to the notion of fate? Hello. Um, hmm. We are having technical difficulties. Well, the notion of the notion of being the uh, the director of your life, the notion of being the con uh, the creator of your life, the notion of grabbing the steering wheel and deciding for your life. Uh, for a lot of people, they don't really feel like they have a sense of control, like. Catherine was saying, people want to be told what their future is going to be. Tell me what my future, read my chart and tell me what's going to happen. And I think that happens with psychics as well. Tell me what's going to happen. I totally get the idea of living in a chaotic situation where you where you feel like you don't have any sense of control, where the the karmic tsunami in the outside world drags you through the weeds. And, and as a result you don't you don't have a sense of control. You don't have a sense of 
uh, say in your life, or say you're on your spiritual path and and you you do affirmations in the morning and you have a vision board and and you put up pictures of of what you want and a year goes by, two years go by, three years go by, and you're still on the same affirmation because it didn't happen. You don't have that that big house on the hill. You don't have that um, marvelous job or million dollars or whatever you... Well, that ended abruptly. Well... I just want to add to the show, the show had a technical difficulty and ended unexpectedly. But I wanted to make sure all of you had an opportunity to get Catherine's book. Again, the topic of the show tonight, Astrology, the Magic Mirror. And our guest is Catherine Merlin. You can learn more about Catherine at KatherineMerlin.com. That is K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E-M-E-R-L-I-N.com. What a great book. If your analytical mind doesn't know how to make sense of astrology, I recommend this book. Astrology, the Magic Mirror. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Thank you for sharing this time with us. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.